welcome to another edition of Hacker Public Radio. Today will be host, your host, DSX. I'm Matt McCormick. And today we're going to be doing an interview with two local hackers, Milad and Kyle. Uh, Kyle Oliver and Milad Satanijad. Is that how you say that last name, Milad? Uh, that's close enough. That's close enough, yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about it. They are the founders and leading members, along with a couple other guys, of a group called The Hacker Within at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. And according to the website, they meet every week or two and discuss interesting programming and computational topics where they ask questions to ideas and meet others who use their computation in scientific research. So, well, I'd like to say more about what the purpose of the Hacker Within is and what your goals are with the group. Okay, no problem. Um, so I'll kind of give you a little, little longer explanation of what the Hacker Within is. Um, so basically, um, we're at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, which is like a, it's one of the biggest universities in the country. And uh, we have a lot of departments that do a lot of science here. And um, one thing that maybe our listeners here might know, but the public as a whole doesn't know, is that if you go into any science department on this campus, the chances are that you're likely to find one or more people that spend some or all of their time doing programming. And I'm talking about disciplines other than like computer science or computer engineering. So if you pick any science major like atmospheric and oceanic sciences, you know, they're doing computational work to set up models to computer programs to model global warming. And if you go into medical physics like UMAT, you know, we might find people there who are writing computer programs to model uh, radiation treatment. But the point is that no matter which of these science departments you go into, there's going to be one or more people who spend some or uh, all of their time doing programming. Basically, the Hacker Within is a group that we set up so that these people can come and learn the skills they need to do that computation. Since most of your listeners are programmers, you know that you know to write computer programs, you need you need to have a certain set of skills. And the basic idea was to set up a group where these scientists and all of these other disciplines could come and learn the skills they need. And if they have something interesting, come and share it with other people. And that's the basic idea, I would say, or the motivation behind starting the group. Excellent, excellent. Kyle, when I was looking at researching this group. Instead of the formal website, I came across a blog that I think you started up, and it talked about uh, the hacker within, but it wasn't talking about the group. It was talking about an idea or a a mantra or or something that you dealt with from when doing your research. Something that was uh, suggested by an advisor. Is that correct? Or? Yeah, and I mean I think that you know those. Those posts that were that were tagged with the hacker within, I think that mostly happened before we had started the group, and I, I think that sort of gives a hint at sort of how we came up with the name. Basically, uh, my advisor Paul Wilson um, in the engineering physics department here, you know, he's been in computation for a long time, and he was he was talking to one of his colleagues, and um, this guy made the point that the students just don't have the same kind of computer skill set that they used to when most most students don't 
students who are coming into you know the field of scientific of scientific computing now, and you know maybe that's because computers are you know so much easier to use now that it's possible to um, you know to sort of get to a certain stage without ever having to have you know done a lot of like command line work. And so you know our advisor and this this old buddy of his sort of were kind of kind of lamenting this. And, and talking about how there's there's just like a need for for some sort of forum for people to uh, you know to sort of get those skills because they're not they're not getting them in the same places that they used to apparently and um, so the so the phrase the hacker within sort of came about you know as my advisor you know saying things like well you know you need to you just you need to get in touch with the hacker within and uh, go learn about um, such and such and so as we were um, you know, as our as our research group was was working through trying to help people learn a lot of this stuff, this this phrase, the hacker within, just came to sort of symbolize that that that, that need that he identified for people to sort of embrace, you know, a kind of mentality that, that a lot of folks coming up in computation nowadays apparently, you know, apparently don't have. And so that was the thing that, that suggested the, the name for the group. Yeah, that's great. That's a great story. I think it really resonates with people when they here and they come to meetings and been real successful. You guys have been going for a year or two now and it looks like there's a lot of people involved and it's very active. You've done a lot of things. You have these weekly meetings and going over some of your prior meetings that they've been on auto tools and scripting and version control and visualization, debugging. PlayStation 3 computing, LaTeX, show and tell, library design, Unix, parallel uh, processing. We had the any high performance computing meetings at all? You probably not doing any of those. Um, meetings on. I'm sorry, I didn't hear what the question. Was. On high on high performance computing, like clustering and high throughput meetings. Issues? Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> well, I'll, I'll answer that by saying, uh, you know, we'll have a meeting on on whatever uh, whatever people kind of ask for, and uh, I mean, we definitely be doing. We've actually been talking about doing kind of a high performance uh, computing one, and uh, which would involve a, a little field trip to go look at our one of our advisors' uh, clusters and stuff like that. When you do program, there's not a lot of things you can go on field trips to see, but uh, so yeah, I mean, that would sounds like a reasonable topic. If, uh, if if you'd like to talk about it, you're welcome to come and uh, give a presentation. Yeah, I don't know that much about it, but okay. It seems like it fit in well with with the milieu there. A lot of the people who come are graduate students to your organization. Do you have many undergrads or faculty that come, or it's mostly graduate students? Well, uh, say that at our meetings, we do have like one or two undergrads that. Come sometimes, and it is mostly graduate students. But we do have one or two undergrads that come, and Paul, our advisor, kind of regularly comes. And um, there are a few other scientists uh, in our uh, department that um, that come sometimes. But um, one one event we had recently was we had like this C plus plus boot camp where we had like a eight hour long kind of mini course where we taught people who needed to know something about C plus plus some of the things they might need to know. And um, at that event, we had 
uh, we had people ranging all education levels. So we had undergrads, grad students, postdocs, and uh, faculty as students in that in that boot camp. Actually, my advisor was a student in that boot camp, which was kind of interesting. Um, but but you know, we like to think of ourselves as kind of being open to all all of these different education levels. Excellent. And I think I think in some ways the the, the people who have uh, you know who we've managed to reach out to and, and to to reach, I think some of this is a function of the different mechanisms we've figured out so far for how to like find people who for whom this group would be useful. You know, one of our main ways of doing that has been sort of networking through um, various advisors of the big computational research groups on campus. And um, and so I think one of the reasons we've been successful in reaching graduate students and maybe not so much um, other sort of demographics is just that's, that's been the, the main way that we've sort of been, I guess, recruiting. So sort of figuring out how to find the other people who are doing programming on campus, um, whether that's undergrads or you know, staff scientists or, you know, um, just hobbyists in the area or whatever. Um, I think that's one of the things we gotta we have to figure out. I think you're doing a great job so far. You you get a lot of people in different areas of campus. Um, I know some people on my side of campus in medical physics and medical imaging have been interested and, and I see you guys are in you guys do physics. You, uh, what exactly do you do for your research? Um, okay. Yeah, well, well, first of all, we're both in the uh, engineering physics department, um, and we do uh, nuclear engineering related research. So I do, um, my research is on, uh, is in fusion energy. And uh, basically what I do all day is I write um, codes that uh, simulate kind of what happens in these fusion experiments. Uh, I write codes that kind of model what goes on in those fusion experiments, and um, that's basically uh, <laughs> that's basically kind of in a nutshell uh, what I do. But that involves obviously a lot of programming, but it is uh, a lot of um, high-performance computing with like big clusters and and stuff like that. And uh, so, yeah, that's kind of in a nutshell what I do. Excellent. And How about you, Kyle? Um, so I uh, I'm sort of a you know, I, my training is in nuclear engineering, but I've been working for the last couple of years now on what's essentially an industrial engineering problem in a nuclear engineering context. So I do um, I do systems analysis. Uh, I, I sort of I tell people that I sort of write the uh, nuclear fuel cycle version of SimCity. You, uh, you you tell the code, um, you know, all of the uh, you know, you, you sort of give it a plan for um, how we should sort of expand um, the nuclear power industry in terms of uh, which types of facilities to build and when, and and the code um, simulates them as you know simulates that scenario and gives you sort of performance metrics of um, you know whether all the different facilities received the materials they needed and how much power all the reactors produced and that sort of thing. So I don't actually do very much. Uh, very much physics. I do, um, you know, sort of systems level, um, systems level modeling. Well, I, I think you guys really touched on a need in, in science, like you said. It's not just the computer engineers, but computer scientists who need to know how to do a lot of powerful programming with, with computing these days. If you want to do good scientific research, it's 
important to have a good background in mathematics and it's important to have a good background in computing and, and to be aware of the really good tools that are out there and, and getting in touch with a lot of these very powerful open source tools um, and just being aware is, can be very helpful. You guys mostly reach people through, I saw flyers that were about the boot camp that you did. You did a Unix boot camp and the C++ boot camp, which from, I, know, I know I had a friend who went to that and it sounded like it was very successful and very, very good. Um, so you put flyers out and you said word of mouth and you get a lot of people from all different departments. Uh, you have a website, hackerwithin.org. And you maintain a wiki on there, it looks like. And it looks like you also have a, a Google Groups mailing list. And that's your main way of communication. All right. Oh, yeah, that is our main form of communication. Okay. And you set up your meetings there. And you can see, I can see once in a while, uh, offers for jobs or, or help in programming or research positions. It looks like it's being a good networking research resource too, which is really great. That's really all I have for you guys. Do you have any uh, points that you wanted to make about your experiences with the hacker with them? Uh, Kyle? Uh, well, you know, I guess, you know, we've, we've hit on a lot of the big things. I think, I think what's exciting about this group um, is it's just this idea that um, you know there's a group of people who have identified have, have identified a need. Here, here's this um, this field that we all end up in. Most of us with sort of inadequate training to do it well, and so the real sort of you know we mentioned that our advisor was involved, but it's been you know a sort of a grassroots um, effort, and this wasn't you know this isn't officially, you know, tied in with anything at the university level and um, it's really just um, you know, just been sort of students helping students. I think that's it's an exciting model, it's something that um, we've talked a lot about how and um, you know, this is something a lot might want to expand on, how like a lot of this material is stuff that, that is best taught in these, you know, short meetings and um, and short sort of series of workshops rather than a in a full out course. And so uh sort of mobility there, which I think is cool. Definitely, definitely I agree. A lot of students will be hit with a, a programming task and maybe if they never had programming it might take them a couple weeks to finish the simple assignment and yeah. but it's stuff that's hard to teach in the course. So yeah, really, I mean really great. I was just gonna say that I think like uh, Kyle kind of at this a little bit, but you know, the the the, the key problem is basically that you know there's departments um, where there's only like one or two people writing codes, <laughs> you know, and if you're if you're in a in a position where you're one of the few people working on a code, there really might not even be a really good venue for you to go and get help. You might not even know where to go, and we just want to make sure that those people know that we're kind of have our door open to a to help them with any issues they might have. Because a story I like to say is that when I was learning a lot of this stuff, I remember like spending a really long time trying to figure out answers to questions where if I had just kind of known someone more experienced, 
and I can ask them, they could have just told me the answer in a few seconds. And instead, I had to spend like an hour searching around trying to figure out what the answer was. And I just want to make sure that uh, other people kind of don't have to go through through that. Because uh, when it comes to scientific computing, where it's just people kind of scattered around in all these different departments, you know, they just might not have a venue right now to go get help. Yeah, so that's that's what I'm kind of that's hoping you can do. Definitely. I really agree. And I look at the topics where you're moving and how much time I spent researching and looking around and, and trying to figure out and discovering all those different things that if I just uh, had somebody there to spend or in a forum that could just spend a couple of minutes, it save me a lot of time and, and be really helpful with research. And a lot yeah. of times with research, people will repeat work that a lot of wasted time and energy when it can be done once and be done once right and and it just has to be out there that it was done. So yeah, yeah. that's a real common theme, I think. Um, you know, this idea of um, not not reinventing the wheel. So that applies both to you know not having to sort of bang your head against the wall to, to learn something that person, you know, across campus or across the hall might have learned. And then also this not, you know, re-implementing methods and libraries and, um, and and software to do very common tasks and this whole, this whole sort of like, there's probably an open source tool to do what you're, you know, tempted to do by hand all over again. And so I think that's a theme where we, that we see in both of those areas. Definitely. Yeah. I agree. And, and I just want to also mention that it's uh, it's not totally about just kind of uh, people who are new to programming getting help. Uh, I think one thing we found, uh, and we're starting to find, I mean, I kind of saw it today when I was talking to you in my office, Matt, is that, you know, there's, there's it goes back to this hacker idea, which is that, you know, there's people like, like I think, the three of us who are not in CS or computer engineering or Department with the word computer in it, um, you know, who do do a lot of programming, and but they're not just using it as a tool. I mean, they're really into it. They really enjoy programming, and um, but kind of the other part of this is just getting together and talking about cool, cool things that um, that we uh, cool things that we learn uh, that are really interesting. Because a lot of the people in the group are, you know, even though. I'm in engineering physics. I'm still like really interested and actually really enjoy programming. So I like learning about new tools. You know, again, it's about that kind of hacker within you. Uh, you know, that desire to go and learn about new programming things. And you know, it doesn't matter what department you're in. You should have a place where you can go and kind of talk about those things that you, you really like doing. I was really surprised and happy to see that it was not just a couple of people on the wide, wide interweb who had the same interests and uh, they were real people in the same town and the same campus that, that you can meet up with. It's nice to have uh, have a physical meeting that you can meet some really neat people and share interests, like you said. Yeah, I think that uh, that physical meeting point is, uh, is, is an important point, too. I mean, so much of, uh, you know, so much of this hacker world is, is uh, Interactions online, and I think that's great and exciting to work on projects with people from all over the world. And uh, yeah, that's cool. But it is, it's nice to be able to go and you know 
you know, talk about this stuff over a beer too. And um, yeah. so the fact that we are able to, you know, to, to bring these people um, together to meet in person um, is a nice compliment to the to the way that a lot of this work usually gets done. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I really agree with what what Kyle just said. I mean, um, on the off weeks we have what are called a uh, a bunch of us are really into Python, so we have these meetings on the weeks where we don't have actually like regular hacker within meetings. We a group of us kind of get together at our union and over a beer we just kind of talk about Python and it's you know it's just really fun and uh, I learn a lot and I'm actually just really enjoying myself and I get to just talk to people over a beer and. Um, you know, I get to meet people. Uh, another part of this that's really neat is you get to interact with people from just completely different departments. And um, you know, just talking to one guy at this last meeting, you know, he's just doing completely different stuff than I was. Than I was, and I was just fascinated by how he was using computing and, and the research that he was doing too. So it's also just a tool, good tool to get people from just different areas together to talk about things. Yeah, very cool. So you have your Python meetings at the terrace. Uh, well, the summer we're probably going to switch to the terrace, so we're at the Rathskeller, uh Okay. Right now. <laughs> nice. Uh, that's a that's a nice resource at the university that a lot of places have. But yeah, it'll attract more people to the group if you're on the Rathskeller on the terrace. That's good. Yeah. You can. I mean, we're going to continue in the summer. Yeah, yeah, we're definitely going to continue in the summer, and and I think like we picked the terrace and the rascaler for for a specific reason because you know we didn't want it to turn into like a those those meetings to turn into like formal meetings. You know, we wanted them to just be discussions where people were just talking about stuff that they're interested in. And so we figured, well, if we're in a beer drinking venue, then people are going to get the message that we're not going to be throwing up slideshows or anything like that. But that's but we also have regular meetings where we do give. Kind of little mini tutorials on on different topics, so kind of mix it up. Excellent. So, if anybody wants to take part in the Hacker Within at University of Wisconsin Madison, or if they want to do something similar in their area, um, they can go to the Hacker Within. It's HackerWithin.org. No, the just HackerWithin.org, right? And right, and they can also um, yeah, and they can also just send um, send me an email at um we set up a Gmail account. It's a hacker dot within dot admin at gmail dot com, and they can uh, if they just have a question or something, they can just email me there uh, and ask. Okay, cool, cool. And uh, the, the last thing I'd say is just that we're always looking for new topics for meetings. And we do regularly do these boot camps, which are these kind of mini courses. Or I mean, I, we've done two so far. And so, if there's something that someone wants to learn, and they're at the uh, University of Wisconsin and they want to learn it, then they should feel free to uh, email us and just say that, hey, I want to learn about this. Is there anyone who can give me a little introduction to it? Excellent. Well, thank you, Noah. Thank you, Kyle. Thank you for taking the time to do the interview, and thank you for starting this very neat group and for all the work you put into it and hopefully it'll continue into the near future and to the far future. Hopefully someone will take over after you're done. So thank you everybody for listening and have a good day. Thank you for listening to Hack the Public Radio. 
HPR is sponsored by caro.net, so head on over to caro.net 